to today's episode of Big Tech Small Biz, a show where we invite small business owners from the great state of Texas to share about the businesses they run, how they became small business owners, their biggest lessons about business, and most importantly, what they learned as they walked with God along the way. I'm your host, Brian Holland, along with co-hosts Justin Parks and Rachel Holland. Welcome back, guys and gals, guy, gal. Oh, actually, there are guys and gals in here because we are on part two of our incredible interview with Jeff and Marsha Wood, founders of Hebrews Coffee. Uh, Part one was just an incredible story of how God used eight years of incarceration to bring Jeff to Christ and to launch him into an incredible ministry, which we are going to get more into today. So Jeff and Marsha, Welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining us again. We're back. Yes, We're back. After that last episode, uh, I realized there's a Labrador laying at my feet. It's almost like my uh, my therapy <laughs> yeah. dog. He's you know? here. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he's just dead on my feet. Yes. She right. is. She loves She's new. Dead, she yeah. loves new people, oh. and she loves to be with new people. It's her. I mean, she'll sometimes actually pretend like she's she kind of a guard dog. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and she definitely thinks she's one of the family. She doesn't know what to do about the two furry felines that are also yeah. around here. But, uh, uh, but so we're. But we're. I'm excited. We're gonna jump in first. I just want to say, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Just look up Big Tech Small Biz, or you can find it at cgmradio.com/slash big text to subscribe you can also email us big text at cgmradio.com we would love to hear from our listeners so okay jeff we where we were at last time uh we're, we're post-incarceration mm-hmm. you you were in for eight years so what happens next let me uh you know i don't get to talk about my dad as much and he's really a big part of the story and i, I don't there'll be a time when he shares testimony i'm sure he, he hasn't really totally come to the Lord and God's working. And But I want to say this, that my dad was released after six years. So my dad got out early. And was, my family had turned away from my dad and really had taken my side. And so he was probably very alone. But he gets out in the first weekend. He's out. He comes up to see me. And I'm telling you, the only reason he got in is because my other brother is named Stephen Wood. And I think he just came in on his visitation because wow. there was no way. And I Same said, name. You're here. And so my dad would come in every Sunday, and and he, he met a girl, he met a lady, and it was awesome because she was a Jewish lady out of the woodlands, and he lied, he lied to her about everything, and she found out, and she says, "Who, who is this? You know, um, wh- where is Jeffrey?" And so my dad had to tell where I was, and then she began to come visit me. She goes, "Well, I want to visit him," mm-hmm. and so for the next like year and a half, two years, I get to visit with my dad and this this woman uh, in this preparation to be released. So that's just a cool part of the story. Mm-hmm. And there's so much I know I can't give you everything, but uh, it's just a wild story. But what did it take to get me out of prison? Man, do you want to hear a crazy story? So we have we buying a parole attorney is anywhere from fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred dollars, which is a lot of money that my family did not have. So you just really say, "I trust the Lord; mm-hmm. He'll get me out." You know. And it, something moved in my family's heart said, we can't take it anymore. You've been set off so many times. We are going to buy a parole attorney. I thought, well, praise the Lord. For the first year, this lady comes to visit me. She was tremendous. She didn't even, she, okay, tell me what happened. No, 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 going through the story. Okay, okay. Uh, tell me about your dad. Okay, tell me about that. Okay, okay. And she pushed the paper aside in the interview. She says, all right, now tell me about Jesus. I said, oh, oh, okay. 
let's, let's go. And it turns out that she was a minister. She, uh, her name was Tammy Peden. She was a minister, and she had her own radio show in Houston. She was helping people uh, get out on parole and, wow. and connecting people to resources in the ministry, and her and her husband were just huge lights in Houston. Didn't know any of that, just interviewing this lady. And she said, Jeff, I'm going to go work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get an interview with these parole, um, uh, the parole board, and we're going to get you out of here. She goes, she has the interview. She only gets one vote that year. You have to get two to be mm-hmm. released, two out of three. And I just remember like, God, what is going <laughs> on? That next year was the time with my dad and my new stepmom. And there was a lot of purpose in that and playing and worshiping and doing some stuff at the camp there in the wind unit. Um, but the next year came around. I thought she'd just forgotten about me. You know, like she probably needs to have another interview with me or maybe she didn't know who I was. Or she, No, she called my family. She goes, I know exactly who your son is. Your son has changed my life just by going and visit. There was so much joy in his heart when I came to visit him behind those little bars. And I know exactly, we're going to go get him out. I'm going back to interview with those parole. So we knew that we already had one vote from last year. And typically, eh, in a, some way, they wouldn't change their vote, right? They would just continue that same mm, vote because right. they made the choice last year. So we need to get one more. So that was Monday. I wait till Friday. I hear nothing. They probably just set me off again. A brother and the Lord that's out now, he said, do you, do you want me to tell you or do you want your family to tell you? Because you could look online and see what the posting and decisions was. Mm-hmm. Families could look and see if there was something you know, that was online, like yay or nay. And so he goes, do you want, do you want me to tell you don't want your family? I said, Jason, I, I don't know if I can take bad news today, but at this time I'm working at a tire shop, and like 12 hours a day at a tire shop is not good. And I remember just coming in just filthy with like tire muck all over me. He said, they're letting you go. You'll be gone in less than 30 days. Oh, wow. I mean, I just hit the oh floor. I just hit my knee. I love how his poker oh. face was like, do you Ooh, want me to share this terrible news face. with you? <laughs> I almost hit him in the poker face. <laughs> yes. Ever do that to me again. <laughs> Lost your mind. Um, so, man, and I'm within about 30 days. So, no, I didn't know when I was going to be released. God was just going to move. Mm. I got the fastest parole decision, which is called an FI1. And I was like, okay, anytime from 15 to 30 days, they'll release you. Wow. And man, boom, I get released back into the world. My brother and sister-in-law, my brother's a director at the Klein School District. They, they had just built this beautiful house in March. I get out in May of 2017. And I, so I go into Harmony. You guys remember Harmony? So I go to like La La Land. Like, Rivendell. This is it. Yeah, Rivendell. Thank you for the Lord of the Rings. Yes. Reference. yes. My precious. My brother Elrond. Um, so I go to, um, <laughs> sorry, it's nerdy people. Mm-hmm. That's me. Yes. Yeah. Um, I go to his house. We, I'm, I'm like, oh my God, it's amazing. Brand new home. I'm like, Jesus, you're on the throne. <laughs> I could not get a job for two months. Oh. Uh, dude, I applied everywhere. Hey, you seem like a nice guy. But you got felonies, mm. you know, because really it shows that I have two felonies for the yeah. two charges. We can't do anything with you. So I finally get a job in construction. So two months, and at that time in two months, I went and sat with every ministry that would sit with me, any pastor from Wood's Edge. I, I go to the, our, my first church, basically experiences at Wood's Edge, and I go to the door and I go, hey, brother, how are you? I just want to let you know that I've been discipled in the Lord for eight years. I'm here to serve. Wherever you need to plug me in, I was incarcerated, but God met me, and I just want to be here. And Woods Edge is my church. I remember the guy at the door was like, oh, oh, okay. Um, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hey, let's go. Uh, let's Okay, stand here. I'll get some people <laughs> yeah. to come help. You know, didn't even know what to do, you yeah. know? 
and I'm sure I shocked him. I don't have tattoos all over my face, or you know, something that you could say that guy's been gone. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's a really cute tattoo. You've been gone <laughs> right on your forehead. Um, so I, I can't get a job. They're praying with me. The ministry staff at Woods Edge. We're trying to find a job. My first job. And this is what's cool because this is where Marcia comes in. Um, I get a job that week, construction, doing sheetrock, working summertime, and I get a job at Starbucks. <laughs> wow. So I give my story to Starbucks, and I said, look, one day, I really want to start a coffee shop, and I think it'd be really sweet if I could work with you, but I'm telling you that I, I have this past, and God's redeemed it, and good things are happening, and this is what it is. She said, okay, great. I, I thought, and this girl's not a believer that I know at the time, you know, and, and she's like, yeah, it's fine. It's great. Come in and start. Wow. So wow. I go, I get invited to a Watchman Knee Bible study. Does anyone know Watchman Knee? Yeah, of course. Yep, What's it called? Walk, sit, stand? Or? Walk, sit, stand. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got about uh, 200 books. But yeah, okay, that's, that's, that's the famous one. one. In, in prison, when you kind of get done with the Kenneth Copeland and the uh, kind of prosperity stuff, you go, oh, what's next, Jesus? And what he, what he does, <laughs> he gives knee. you Watchman Knee, man. You're like, oh my God, did anybody do this stuff? This is fantastic. So they, somebody invites me to a Watchman Knee Bible study. I go in there and they go, well, okay, what's your story? And uh, I said, okay, so I start being telling my testimony, and in walks this woman. Mm -hmm. She goes, did you just say that you were in prison? And I was like, uh, yes, ma'am, I did. <laughs> she goes, that's amazing. She goes, I've really felt the Lord for. She goes, I had a, a husband when we were younger that was incarcerated. Then I waited seven years with him. Um, he didn't. He didn't get out and do good things, but. The Lord had dealt with me to, to stay with him for the children. I had three small children. And she goes, I'd like to talk to you about prison ministry and what you're getting involved with us. Well, absolutely. You're kind of cute. <laughs> cute, <laughs> little, cute little prison minister. Only in his head. But, <laughs> he said it to himself. But man, Harvey hit. Just things started taking place at that time. And I get, I get rained out of harmony my, where my brother lives. I can't get back home. And Marsh and I have been friends. So I end up having to stay, and this is what you do as a Christian. You just wait for a giant catastrophe to happen. You can stay, and it's totally okay. So I stay at her house because she's now housing people that can't get home right. either. Oh, wow. And we end up staying, and like I had my piano, of course, in my truck because that's how lame I was. I had a little Mazda truck that I was using for work. And I uh, just kept my piano in there, I guess. I don't know. Um, so, I had, so we're just like worshiping during Harvey and, and at her place and her kids and the other families that were staying with us and stuff. It's really sweet, man. That's how I got to know Marsha. Wow. You know, during that time and just fell in love. And um, at that time period, you know, I, Woods Edge and the different churches were really sweet. And I just felt like, man, there's a different call to ministry. I want to I do more. I get called into ministry in Conrad, a homeless mission. It's super sweet. Dang, did I not talk about the parole attorney? Guys, can I backtrack a little backtrack, bit? Backtrack, do it. Oh, God. It's like a flashback. I didn't even I realize you had to have a parole attorney. Like, whenever I've heard, oh, they're out on parole or they came up for parole, I just thought it was something that the courts decided on their own and you just went. Like, can, I didn't realize there was this. It can go whole, that way. Like, you can just you wait have a better it out, chance with an attorney. But you have a better chance if somebody represents you. That's the idea. Yeah. They can right? speak better than you can. I just want to okay. give this lady honor because, man, she was so awesome. She did go back and fight. She did get me out. But the story I didn't tell you was I get a letter from her. So that was Friday that I found out from the brother and I fell on my face and was thanking Jesus. That Wednesday, I got a card from her in the mail saying, hey, I just want to tell you, you call me when you get out. We're getting you plugged into ministry. We're getting you on the radio show. We're going to do life together. Jesus has a plan for you. She died that night, wow. 52 years old and had a heart attack. I, and I started hearing rumors about it. Thursday, Friday. I said, no way. I just got a letter from her on, on Wednesday. Mm. Man, she passed away. So, uh, I mean, it's like what, 
the last thing that God had her on earth to do that was, yeah. was yeah. to fight for you. Yeah. That that must be Man. just humbling to Oh, I called her office. I said, Hey, my name is Jeffrey Wood and I just, she goes, Oh, Jeffrey. Tammy loved you. Okay, Tammy didn't know me. I mean, Tammy only met me once. Wow. Tammy loved you. She thought if there was anybody she was going to fight for to get out of prison, it was you. Wow. And she, she goes, don't you think for a second, that was Tammy's last thing to do. And she and her family, they're so sad right now. The office is just a crazy mess. But just wanted to let you know that she loved wow. you. And if that was the last thing she did, she was. it was an honor to do it for you. I thought, Jesus, you know. <laughs> No, oh, so I didn't want to forget that part. So all kinds of chills I in these know, interviews, man. man. Wow! <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this crazy story. So, um, Marcia, we meet. We're just uh, I'm, I'm ministering at the homeless mission. We're worshiping on Sundays out there, and Marcia's coming down with the kids, and it's a different place. You know what I mean? And um, we just really feel led to get married. How long and did you know each other? <laughs> Six days. Six days. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) One day. It was two weeks. We probably said, "Okay, this is it. Uh, We we need to be married." We didn't have two weeks after meeting. 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 The Lord brought us together. Yeah. Just immediately. We're not judging at all because I totally get it. Yeah. And and you both already been married once before, right? So you kind of know exactly what you want. Yeah. 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 But yeah, we definitely, no doubt, felt like the Lord Mm. brought us together from the very beginning. So. It was a pretty good decision, okay? <laughs> On my part. Out well. <laughs> um, so we basically were at the homeless mission, and I would say within about, so Marcia has older kids. And guess what? Their dad had been to prison. Mm-hmm. And that's not a real good testimony because their dad's still not being a great guy. So now here's the situation where they have to deal with another person coming in their mom's life that's possibly been incarcerated. Well, how hard is that, you know? Mm. And so getting engaged, and we got engaged on um, Christmas Eve at the Homeless Mission. And About four months. Four months, yeah. Probably July to Christmas Eve. And then we, had, we didn't have a lot of money, so we thought, all right, we'll just do it like Jesus said in the banquet, and we'll invite all the homeless hmm. to the homeless park, and we'll just have a big um, wedding. Oh, my God. Like... Okay, we probably only had about six homeless folks, but but the saints <laughs> all of that them show, in Houston, <laughs> all the people that we had met in that year's period of time that I've they been all out, up. they all showed up. Wow. All the Woods Edgers, all the Faith Biblers, all the, and it was just tremendous um, that we were um, able to just connect all these people together at our wedding outside, and um, and that really started it. And Marcia had been in logistics for a long time, hated it, sat behind a computer, died on the vine. Uh, sitting out there, and so she said, I don't want to do this anymore. And I had been at Starbucks and working three jobs, and it's $10 an hour. It's about all you're worth to mm. society when you come out, you know. And I said, well, you know, you're, you're kind of making you're kind of making all the money. So <laughs> if the Lord's leading you to leave, you better really make sure the Lord's leading yeah. you to leave your job. Man, and I finally get a job at a place called the Dream Center in public yeah, relations. Yeah, we know the Dream Center. Yeah. And so I was like, yes, Jesus is restoring the path. My U of H career that was never really, you know, went anywhere. Great. I get to do PR for the Dream Center. Marsha's like, you know what? Maybe I'll just, we'll just move in faith and we'll go into the Dream Center. Dream Center has a fire. It took a few months. It took Took a few few months for me to actually leave my job and a few months of uh, Jeff praying. (laughs) I said, just ask the Lord. Would you just ask the Lord, you know, because we really couldn't imagine not getting my paychecks, right? Yeah. So, um, so we did. We prayed for a few months. Yeah. And it was shortly after our, a wedding ceremony that that I did. I walked, you know, 
said, okay, that's it. And Jeff said, amen. And he, at the same time, started feeling led to leave Starbucks um, because things had shifted. And it was just like you just had the sense that the season was yeah. changing. And so it was actually on the same day. We didn't know exactly what day I would leave my job, but I was just under. Uh, I, I didn't go permanent for God knows for the reason why, right? But I was with a staffing agency, so it was a little bit different. Was it like, you know, hey, I have to, you know, it was just, it wasn't as pressure to like, okay, they've got to replace me or things mm -hmm. like that. But Jeff, at the same day, that morning said, I, I gave my two weeks notice to Starbucks. And so mm -hmm. that same day, we just felt like God was calling us into ministry. We just had no idea what, you know, what it would yeah. be. <clears throat> and so we uh, we embarked on a crazy journey, and what happened was the Lord met us with the thing that He had given us seven years ago. So all this little Starbucks experience, which I was a terrible barista, my <laughs> God, for probably six, I worked there for a year. So six months, I was probably the worst thing that ever made a coffee drink. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't believe not. their customer service was but up. Our, yeah, their, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably customer so service went way up. Yeah, so the customer yeah. connection level was like number one in the system. <laughs> I thought, okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're doing something here. Um, but I, I realized how important, I was like, you know what? Coffee shops are huge. Like, look at all the people I'm meeting and talking. And, you know, I had a KSBJ wristband on. People go, oh, are you a Christian? Oh, Jesus. It was all it took to, to say, we're, you know, we're together in this. And, mm. I, you know, I met a lot of people that are still in my life today from Starbucks. Yes. I'd say yes. the majority of the people at our wedding were probably folks I met at Starbucks. Yes. Um, believers, you know. And so we, we step out in faith. We think ministry is going to be full time. All of a sudden, we're getting into meetings. And this brother tells me, he goes, you know, I would really like to bless you and Marcia. I don't know how to do that. I can't hire you. But there's a possibility that I would have some seed capital if anything would ever come up. I said, you know what? One day I work at Starbucks, so I'd really like to start a coffee shop. Okay, I got about $10,000 that I can invest in whatever you want to do, which really is not a ton of money if you're trying to start a business. But um, <laughs> I said, okay, I'll remember that. Awesome. Thanks, brother. The next week, our, our friends from Blue Giraffe called me um really trilogy brew. trilogy brew yeah the At blue the giraffe in old town spring yeah yep. 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 so now trilogy brew they call and say you know we have our trailer that we used last year we're not using it maybe we can finance you on it to get you doing your coffee dream i said okay i don't have the money but amen let's see what we can do and i'll go talk so man we worked this deal i talked to their three partners and then they sit me in front of uh they sit me in front of gabe <laughs> and i i figure like gabe is the closer like gabe's gonna be the guy's like you're going to owe us money for the rest of your life, you know? <laughs> yeah. And Gabe kind of hears my little spiel and my little business plan, and he kind of pushes my thing aside. He says, um, if this is what God is doing, I want to be a part of that. Uh, I don't know what that looks like, but if I have to put my trailer into this for some small percentage so that you guys have a way to start, I would like to do that to bless you guys. Wow. He didn't even know us. I said, he did. Lord yeah. Jesus. So I, I go, okay. We need to have a meeting with this other guy. So these two guys really helped us in the beginning to, to start yes. Hebrews Coffee. And yeah. I, don't, I don't think we could have done it on our own. Uh, I mean, they weren't active in the, in the workings, but just the seed capital. They had a cool trailer, too, right? They had a cool trailer. We Very redid cool. it. It was cool. It you was made it your own, but they, yeah. they had the base to start yeah, from. Yeah, they had the base to start from. It was really like a, you know, God had already prepared this thing for you. And they weren't using it, and and it, it was really quick. It was like within two weeks. Oh man, it was weeks. We were we were asked already to do an event. Really? And we're like, our our trailer isn't even ready. <laughs> this was in was this in 2018? Yes. Is that yes. okay? Which was so your what's first event? What was your yes. first event? I'm sorry. First I feel event. I feel like I've 
I feel like you've been around a long time because yeah. I see the Hebrews truck at so many different events. Yeah. 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 Like in my head, it's a very established. <laughs> well, they're brand out there. In there. They and are you out are. there. And mm-hmm. I, it just, I didn't connect that it was really just a couple years ago. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's wild. And, and that we could really sustain and for that to be our only, you know, know, really stream of income. But the Lord completely has just been so faithful mm. in providing. We just, we prayed for about three weeks before this trailer became available. And we just said, okay, Lord. Cause all of a sudden we, he had two jobs. I had a full-time job and all of a sudden we had no jobs because the dream center closed the doors. <laughs> yeah. oh. he, they had a fire. They had a City fire. Shut them down. Yeah. And he had left Starbucks, not anticipating that that would happen. And the same thing, I, you know, stepped out in faith. And so for three weeks, um, you know, these are the moments where the Lord allows these moments yes. where it's like, okay, now what? You're <laughs> because on faith. it's scary. But what God did right after those few weeks, we absolutely know it was the Lord. Like no doubt in our mind when these brothers said, Hey, we want to help you. We want, what can we do? And it happened quickly. Like within two weeks, we had that trailer and we were up and running. Was your first gig the, the Becca Carey hands of justice gig? No, no, it was that in New Caney, they were having this, same Christian, week. I don't know if it was like it was some kind of Christian hard rock yes. metal. It was like a <laughs> it was concert. Like, it was wild. Featuring yeah. Striper. In, in, yeah. in New Caney? Like, in yes. New Caney, yes. I don't know what we were doing out there, but it was great. I mean, it yes. was, I'm talking that about Christian cool. heavy metal, did like you do hard well? rock. You must have done well too, right? We did okay. I think I we made like $200 that night. Yeah. But I mean, okay. it was, I mean, it was it like was a late okay, night thing. For us, it was like, yes, the success, the win. And the next week was the Hands of Justice. With yes. Becca Carey. Yeah. She goes, I heard you're doing the deal. And we had just met Becca through the Dream Center. Yeah. And so oh, she goes, oh, and we became friends through that. Yes. And um, she yeah. goes, um, I, why don't me and Bart want you to come out? You can do it. So we did. That was our first event. Yeah, I remember buying coffee from it. And yeah. they got um, your, the guy that does your roasting. Yes. He was asking me, tell me what you think. And it's the first time I've ever ha- had someone ask me that. And they really did care. Yeah. Because yes. I think it was because it was the brand new yes. thing. He's right. like, I really want yes. feedback. Yeah. Yes. And, it, and yeah. we probably... You know, we we've learned along the way, but I I think about that. I was like, how did the coffee taste oh back gosh, in those terrible. first days? I can days tell you, I can tell you that I that it wasn't great. Yes, but it was. But I had the cold brew only a f- like a oh. few months ago. Okay, and that was exceptional. Yes, yes. Yeah. and so and you guys we are, did. We yeah. realized, Developed you know, it. I didn't. That espresso machine scared me. I yeah. I've never made any kind of espresso drinks, and and. I will say that I'm pretty impressed because Jeff's barista skills these days, I'm like, look at you. Are good. Go. He's now, he's now. I, yes. Cause as soon as we started really learning and Chris had a big part, um, just kind of want to give some. Chris yeah, Johnson, Johnson. Purify Coffee Roaster. He's he has amazing. been our only roaster. He is unbelievable brother. He plays drums for me at the Evergrace Church. And yeah. Dude, he's just fantastic. His cold brew oh, is. He's really an amazing insanely roaster. Good. So consistent. Um, just, we've been so happy with yeah. the coffee, you know, that he's given us. And we have learned along the way, our, the preparing and serving, yeah. I think, is definitely... We're really sorry to all the first-year drinkers. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't what it is now. Yeah. It's, sure. it, of course, it should get yes. better. Yeah, yes, it did. Definitely. Yeah. It, so. It's really good. I mean, yes. we, we have a I mean, 
Man, the coffee. Dude, some of these coffees are just out of this world. I yes. wish we would have brought some today to, to yeah. play around with and talk about it. Um, but it's really sweet. And so here we now have this business that in this season, and there's probably some more details we can talk about. We're very thankful for Chris to bring a quality product to us. But do you know that my heart was to connect with ministry and if it was at Woods Edge Church or Faith Bible, or it would be like, okay, immerse me. I want to meet everybody. I want to be involved. I want to be active. There is no way that really probably could have taken place through one church. What God did was he gave us a coffee outreach to be able to connect. So when you say like, wow, I feel like you guys are pretty branded. We're not. We just get to go everywhere yeah. and we get to meet everybody. So if you're on social media, you're like, my God, these people are everywhere. <laughs> I had a guy tell me, he's like, what is this Hebrews coffee? It's on every social media. Yeah, how many, like, right. how many every- trucks do you have, yeah. right? Yeah, I think exactly. I've asked you that before. Yeah. I'm like, how many Who trucks do you, you guys have? <laughs> the fleet of one. Yeah. 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 Yes. And so it's it's so sweet that the Lord has allowed just one little thing. Marsha had a dream. Mm-hmm. And um, or I say a dream or just God speaking to her. And it said, it may seem small, but... But it's big. But it's, it's big. Small. Yeah. It may seem small, but it's big. I think this is this is in the three weeks of praying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just jobless, praying every yes. morning, waking up and reading the word and just yes. getting on our face. Like, what do you want to do? It may seem small, but it's big. And, and it's had a, a huge impact. And just last week, uh, the guys that helped us start the business, uh, praise the Lord, they were willing to be bought out. And so we now have retained 100% ownership of Hebrews Coffee back from them. And we can. It's amazing. It's the Lord really just working all that out because we really didn't anticipate, you know, they had been great. And I don't know. He just worked it out where this is what it came to. And um, so. Well, what a testimony you're able to pay them back. You know, and buy buy their stake back. We're still going to be making some payments for a while, but (laughs) we we can drain the bank account. You're on the right track. Able to, yeah, to. But tell it purpose and whatever reason. But talk about talk about what the next step is. Like you you were sharing during the break about the the Romania opportunity. I think it sounds like God has something going on with that too. It's so easy to get very trapped into scalability and what you're going to do in the future. How many coffee shops you want to have? And we had an opportunity to team up with Gigi's Cupcakes in the Woodlands. We started being a coffee provider for four locations, Houston, Kingwood, Exxon Mobil. My dream is to get in all these places. We were in there. Yeah. Our cold brew was in Exxon. Our cold brew was down in Houston. We had teams working. So we had co-opted with this company and they were just trying to make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like cupcakes, you know, whatever. And so, but we're like, all right. So we started doing worship services there at Research Forest and like outside in a Kroger parking lot and 70 kids would show up and we'd do coffee and cupcakes all night and awesome experience took everything we got to run four, run four stores from one trailer. You know what I mean? Yeah. still have the trailer running. And, and um, I, I realized that I don't know if that's exactly what God wants us to do, but but the hope is, the hope has always been to use this as a discipleship tool. It's kind of play on words. We call mm-hmm. it barista ship um, to bring kids in. And uh, another really sweet uh, relationship we've established is Freedom Church. So Freedom Church is on 1488. We have our cafe there. Um, so we're in. Oh, I didn't know you had a cafe yes, there. We have. A, I mean, it's open like on Sundays, but That's it's a cool. phenomenal they, cafe. Freedom Church. It used to be Freedom Fellowship. They changed to Freedom Church yeah, yeah, in Magnolia. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, Richie Clark and that staff said, "Hey, we would just love if you came and took over all the coffee headache." And we've just built out this brand new cafe, and it is fantastic. And you're only open on Sundays. <laughs> only for on yes. Sundays. Yeah. That's yes. still okay. pretty cool. Yeah. Or any cool. events that they have. Or yeah. You know, sure. Oh, they're doing Northgate right now. So Northgate's yeah. a big deal where they have all these churches getting together for 2020 and. I've never, I've honestly, in all of the churches, there's several in the area. I would say Freedom is probably the most generous to us in terms of 
we want to pay you guys to do this. Or I would say generous to their congregants. Yeah, absolutely. They yeah. love they their are smaller congregants. Remember, you were there. We went, we yes. went to the, the event. They the, had like a, a like a like a winter yeah, event. The fall festival. Fall, fall festival. festival. And um, yeah, it was like, it was exceptional. They had like food trucks. Oh, they had man. you yes. guys. Yes. There was a line out the door yes. To, yes. to get your coffee. Yeah. Yes. And um, it, I was, it was one of the highlights for us. We yes. brought my mom and dad there, yeah. and it was it was a fantastic that. experience. That and church is so generous. Man, so generous. very generous. I, and and so. the first time I met them, I said, this is what we want to be known for. Man, praise the Lord. So if I can give that testimony about them, that's that's great. Wow. Yes. So we have their kids from Freedom running our shop, oh, training with us at the trailer. Okay. I don't know if it's a perfect model, but they do so a great job. There. We don't all the time. We, we've okay. kind of pulled ourselves out of it in the last two, three, four months, mm-hmm. and the kids do a great job. They and they, We just drop great. ship yeah. everything to I them. It. And, I love yes. it. And they're kicking butt. We'd love to do that all over the place. It's hard to manage everything on a Sunday because sure. we lead worship, but <laughs> the model was like, yes, we'll be in every church, every Sunday, that's everywhere. Good. Hey, that's a good model, by the way. It's a good, yes. if we had the yes. team. Yes. To, We'd to, love to be connected like oh, that to yeah. the churches to be able to, you know, for them, it, it may be more of a headache to try to staff it or try to, you know, the ins and out of, of coffee. And, and if it's something that we've learned along the way that we could help them and the connections that would come from having coffee shops mm-hmm. in their in their church you mm-hmm. know to be able to connect um, a little bit better we have plenty of starbucks we right. don't need more starbucks right. we need more <laughs> more of this Amen. we need a we don't need, aren't, we need christian yeah yes. is that okay to say yeah that? we yes. don't need burnt coffee. Very burnt. good coffee we need we need christian coffee shops and you know, there's some uh, love beans and blue door we friends good, of ours. Hey, we need good Christian, um, gr- go. good Christian coffee shops because yes, there's a lot of right. bad Christian coffee out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sorry, I, he said it. Brown I didn't water. say that. It's brown yeah. water. It's really just brown water. But we want the connection, right? I want to see pastors sitting and ta- I want to see pastors from every church in our coffee shop sitting and talking and fellowshipping, everybody meeting and mingling, the mixing of the body of Christ. I mean, that's my dream. I don't care about coffee. Coffee is tertiary. Coffee is the, yeah. the last thing on my list. It's people. a tool. I yes. want people. Is the goal to have a, an actual physical standing location where you're there all the time? I can't even tell you what the goal or is. No. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's great. I, 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 yes, at one point I'm like, yes. yes. <laughs> yes. Just, I, or 10 trailers and all kids are that's working. That's either a really good idea or a really bad idea. <laughs> right. yeah. yes, like a yes. brick and mortar store, right. it could be the yeah. worst decision you've ever made or right. it could be a good decision. The over, right? We watched what it did to GGs and having the overhead in the woodlands. Mm. It's very hard, guys. There's a lot Our of Our friends at Blue Door, they have a lot of overhead. They sell a lot of coffee, but there's a lot of overhead. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if uh, the more tangible model, I'll talk about Romania real quick. Um, maybe we'll wrap it up. But no, we got to talk about Romania because this is okay. exciting. So Definitely. we have some friends with Lighthouse Missions in Romania. We met them through coffee. They bought coffee. He came to me, I just really would love to have Hebrews coffee. And I said, it doesn't make any sense to ship this stuff to Romania. <laughs> Get coffee, green bean, roast it there. You'll do a great job. Shipping it would be just... And, but they did. They shipped some coffee over there and he was drinking it and sending me videos of him drinking yeah. it with his <laughs> congregation. And they have a super... And they're in Constanza, Romania, which is really a seaport on the Black Sea. It's beautiful, but it's poor. Mm. Beautiful poor. And, and it's so, really known for a lot of darkness, right? They, they yes, kind of shared with us dark, their anti, testimony. Uh, they really believe they're there. I mean, God has them there for sure. If you go to our Facebook page, uh, mine specifically, Jeff, Jeff Wood with a G, um, you'll see in the last couple posters them. And I just highlight that I think God is leading us to be able to fundraise to buy them their own coffee trailer 
so that they can have a sustainable mm. income for the kids coming off yes. the streets. Mm. And so this in, for $10,000 or $8,000, you know, we could make it happen. We could make it happen. So that might be the future just fundraising and and, and giving people opportunity to and maybe it's a nonprofit, maybe it's a profit. Our heart Maybe somebody have, would just fund it as a, a like a a micro loan or something. Yeah. Right? It, it doesn't even yeah. have to be a donation. It could be something they say, here's a it could. Right. Right. I mean, See, people I, want to donate who are listening. How would they go about doing that? We like, haven't set anything up yet. Okay. It's a great plug. I, we haven't set anything up yet. It would have to be totally the Lord leading you. And yes. I wouldn't ask it any other way. In fact, it, if, if this ever does kick off, we do a GoFundMe or we do Facebook um, event posting. I would say, don't even worry about money coming back. Because if we give, I have no, that thing could burn up in Romania. The point is, <laughs> they have an opportunity. They can right. bring people to that place. It would connect. They can have mobile cafe and they can employ kids. Yeah. And if they could pull eight to ten thousand dollars a month, which is about what we make, you know. Wait, they, you don't. You make eight to ten thousand. Well, that's gross revenue. Gross, right? gross, 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 gross. So we, you yes. know, let's just say one trailer. You can uh, make two thousand. Christmas 000. time, we probably were all about right. twelve grand a month. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, October, November, and December. Yeah, are we, usually we good months, but these busy. are good months. But guys, these this is not full months. time. This is just working events. Right. This is not right. even sitting yeah. out on the side of the right. road and doing six hundred dollars a day or a thousand dollars a day. Yeah. We just do events, and you can make that kind of money. Well, guess what? You can employ children. You can employ kids. You can get them trained. And whatever the model is, we haven't probably perfected it. Uh, but it's that thing that, man, it's just one more job. It's just one more thing. Yeah. It's one more connecting point. It's one more cup of coffee that goes out. And Something's happening right now in the realm of nonprofits. And, well, are you a nonprofit or are you a business? We are a mm-hmm. profit. It's like, well, we're both. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. It's, exactly. it's interesting. Yes. You're, you're going to yeah. see more and more of this where it's ministry, but it's also a business. Right. Because the straight up only nonprofit is it's... It's not for everybody. No. It's not for everybody. And, and it's okay. You can make a profit right. in a in a nonprofit sense where you're the profit is now providing more job space. Right. It's providing more buildings. I mean, yeah. Well, and the illusion of nonprofit is yeah. that somehow no one's making money. No but making money, no but actually, paid. when you run a nonprofit, you get you can get you paid as pay. much as everybody else yes. that is in a for-profit. Yes. Right. So there's yes. not, it's, <laughs> it's kind of a, an illusion of, well, I work for a nonprofit. Well, that doesn't mean you don't no, get paid. No. Right. When and, I got out of prison... This is what they tell you. Well, let these guys out of prison so they can become taxpayers. Let's get them back paying taxes. This is kind of yeah. when they get out. That's kind of all you're looked at now. And say, let's just get them back paying taxes. Good citizen. Yeah. I thought, okay. So what could we do as a Christian business to promote Jesus and have Jesus on every cup? And our little tagline is, "What would Jesus brew?" And it's on our shirts. And you know, and there's um, what could we do to pay taxes? And our hope was. This coffee trailer or these coffee trailers or whatever we were going to do, guys can come out of prison and they could just start working. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? We can watch them and we could disciple. And if they tripped out, that's great. But most people that are in the Lord that have met Jesus in prison are probably the most valuable people you could hire. Mm. Any business people. Here's a secret. Hire them. Watch mm-hmm. them. Disciple them. Mentor them. But they are faithful and they're loyal and they're so happy mm. and grateful for the opportunity. Yeah, which is wow. another way of saying... How do we restore dignity? Yes, because right. the tagline of "How do we get them to pay taxes?" is a little oh, bit it's cheap. It's cheap. yeah, <laughs> but but I like the what it re- yeah. what it represents is that someone's got dignity again, yeah. and they're contributing exactly. back to society. Yeah. And, right, and we don't have to be a nonprofit to do that. We can be a profiting kingdom business. Mm-hmm. Not that we're profiting that much, but profiting kingdom <laughs> business <laughs> that that can make money and can generate and can pay taxes. Well, and also it's not it's not. Um, desirable to anyone to hear your story and know that you lose a thousand dollars a month right that's right. not exciting to any christian right, right. or anyone out there right. but to know hey i can 
I can be a light and I can make a little bit of money as well right. and help my family and help employ people. Exactly. That that brings a lot of hope and yes. excitement. And I think that makes your your model really something that's like viable yeah. and yes. that people would want to replicate and say like, I want to learn from your yeah. story and I want to learn from the, the little tricks that you've learned along the way of brewing the right coffee yeah, and having yeah. the right ambiance and having the right customer service. Yes. So I think, I think there is something there that's a package that you can say, this is how you do it the Hebrews way. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be people that want to be part of that culture. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one, one thing that I want to, that I want to ask is one of the things I tell my kids all the time is whatever you end up doing in life, whatever, whatever job direction or ministry or wherever direction that you go, you have to know really how to do two things for a business. And one of them is, you have to know how to network really, really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have to know how to market to that network, even if you're just marketing ministry. Yeah. And so one of the things it seems like you both are super good at is networking. <laughs> yes. And so what would be your advice to new business owners on like just stepping out or, you know, in, in networking, like how have you yeah. seen that impact your business and life? Because two years or a year and a half. Oh my goodness. To be yeah. where you are like that is, that is God and it is yeah. networking yeah. skills. That's right. It That's really right. is. It we really are is. super blessed. I, it takes a certain type of people to be entrepreneurial. I think there's a part of me that goes, I love working in the office, but me in the corporate world, we right now have jobs. This is what helped afford to do a buyout that yeah. we wouldn't have to take money out of the company that we use the company to kind of buy some guys out. And a friend of ours, David Johns, owns a logistic company, and now poor Marsha's back in logistics. But, <laughs> um, but you know, God's afforded some money through that for yeah. us. And you know what? That's we didn't have a lot going on during the week right, in right. January or February. So here we yeah. are. We get to work, have a good time, be in an office, uh, and then we get to do the stuff on the weekends. Yeah. So what is it going to take? What is the vision that God has given you if it's coffee, if it's marketing, if it's whatever company that he's given? He will bring it to pass. Now, do you have to do some other things on the side of it as well? Probably. Yeah. It's going to take... Three I work, jobs. We, we, work, three we jobs. clean offices at night yeah. to make extra income. Okay, it sucks. We don't get to spend as much time with our kids, but it's just a little extra income to get us to the place. And our life is very richly blessed with relationships and people. So if you love sure. people, if you want to be around people, if your business is people, that's it. Love on people. Mm. And that gets you to the place where you're just constantly surrounded by relationships and fellowship and... And you'll see those things thrive. If we didn't make all the money in the world, it's okay. We get to be around people, and we get to be a blessing to the ministries we're involved with, the businesses we part, the hospitals we get to go to. Man, we get to go to the hospitals, and man, they contractors do amazing things. So it just it keeps the schools, the high schools. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, Caney Creek High School. My that's my alma mater. We go out there and do coffee. You can't even imagine how much they they buy and and Chick Fil A. Our partnerships with Chick Fil A, they give us food to bring out. Uh, man, there's so many things I'm probably not telling you guys, but yeah. it's it's God brings all these things, these relationships to you. It's how you steward them, and then man, you'll just see the fruit of those relationships birth into your business. It's really awesome. And I think Jeff just he really has just a gift with people, and and so for him, like social media, it he love yeah. he loves going on there. He loves telling stories. He yeah. loves highlighting anybody that we see that we go and uh, you know do an event for he loves highlighting all of that and Mm. so it i think that's one of the things is you know if you social media you can use that platform um you know god really could use that even though there's you know right a lot of other negative things that come with you know social media or the internet or all these other things but really using it um to glorify you know god 
all things are good mm-hmm. used through God. <laughs> use social media. Yeah. yeah. For the Lord's sake. It's yes. Great. Yes. So we're just very grateful, guys, for this time. Thanks yes. for thanks for sharing your story. And um, I think there's a like a documentary. Amen. That I think there's we're a documentary call in your and Joanna future. Gaines. They're gonna mentor us. <laughs> and then we're gonna... What would it be called? What would the right. documentary? Chip and Joanna Gaines. Oh, stop yeah. it. Don't worry about us, our story. Chip yeah. and Joanna Gaines yeah. are. Yeah. are I think here. it should be called What Would Jesus Brew? What Would Jesus Brew? Oh, come on. I, yes. I mean, go. again, That's here's great. the thing. Stuff happens on this show. Things move yeah. on Big Tech Small Biz. All Let me just right. tell you something. Amen. Yeah, I mean, all co- right, Justin? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm with I you. I mean, really, you guys are in the right place. So I could really <laughs> see this yeah. documentary happening. A very powerful people listen that could make Sweet. that happen. Yeah, that yeah. Would be Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. But if so, that'd be great if you are powerful. And we, don't that people. We, need, powerful people we don't need powerful people. We just need. We don't need powerful people. If you're a powerful person out there, we don't need you. We need. We no, need that's to, okay. We need people that are surrendered no, you, to Jesus. That's what well, we yeah, need. Yeah, yeah. But if you're surrendered to Jesus yeah, and right. you have a lot of money, then Good feel point. free to email us bigtext <laughs> at cgmradio.com. <laughs> Uh, that I guess that's a good segue into then. I just want to say this has been, I mean, far beyond what any of us expected when, mm-hmm. when you two guys showed up at the studio today. Amen. So I just, from the bottom of our hearts, I just want to thank you guys both for sharing your story. Wow. I mean, what an incredible, incredible story. Uh, remind us uh, again how we can keep up with you guys online. Uh, the Facebook page is just, like I said, very event-driven. It's fun with lots of pictures of what's happening around local stuff all the way in the KD in Houston. So at Hebrews Community Coffee for our Facebook. And then the website is great, too. And there's a lot of items and things that we do sell for the e-commerce. So if you guys are interested in the What Would Jesus Brew t-shirts yeah. and hats yeah. and cups and mugs, yeah. www.hebrewscommunitycoffee.com. I'm ordering one of those as soon as I, I hit stop yeah, on the software yes. here. Uh, that, that is, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Please. No, thank you. We're going to have to do a part three or part four at right. some point we'd in the future. Yes, we'd love it. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Uh, remember, you can get all of their information in the show notes of this podcast, uh, and you can find out uh, find this and previous episodes, cgmradio.com slash bigtext. Be sure to also check out our other shows as well, uh, Faith, Reason, Culture. We've got uh, some, some shows that we're filming this upcoming weekend that'll be being released. Thaney Abu Hamid's great show from Lebanon, the Price of Life podcast, and uh, Mideast News Brief, which is a focus on Middle East news and policy. So again, thank you guys so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.